This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Because just yesterday I saw a sign at a gas station in Los Angeles, $6 a gallon. That's rare. That's rare. I'm going to be honest. It's under $5 here, which I know is high for the rest of the country, but... We're paying about four seventy-five. Well, this was just yesterday. You better go check. Yeah, yeah. Sure. no, you know what it is. It's a lot of times when the news, and this is the thing, when they take a photograph of high gas prices, mm-hmm. they go to the one gas station in yeah, Beverly Hills, yeah. which is always two dollars above the rest of the city. Sure. Yeah, but uh, you know, even in uh, Boise and in Portland this weekend, I think Boise was uh, Boise must have been like four sixty-nine a gallon, and I think Portland was like five. 537 a gallon. Jesus. It's up there. Yeah, absolutely. But that's about right for the West Coast because we have a summer blend um, and different taxes, too. We have a lot of taxes. Yeah. On no. And, and your roads suck. <laughs> How is it possible that your roads can be that bad and yet you guys charge everybody the most in taxes? It's crazy. Um, you know what's interesting, too, is that the roads got really, they just have started to repair them. They got very bad because we had the wettest winter, um, which is unusual. And I'm used to you know, hey, you have a winter, you have snow. When you're on the East Coast, you get a lot of potholes, and then you fill them in in the spring. This is the first time LA's really had to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's just been just because of the weather change, and we're probably going into another cycle because it's an El Nino year, which is going to be a very wet winter again for us. So they better patch up some of those potholes because they're bad. Why is it always Nino instead of Nina? You know why. Because it's manly. There is men. a La Nina, I think. There is a, yeah. there's a La Nina, yeah. but you never yeah. hear about them. Um, we had a La Nina year, I think, like two or three years ago. Is that kind of like a sugar tit hurricane? Is that what it is? Men are the problem. That's, that's what I'm problem. thinking. Yeah. yeah, that's the problem. You bring in all the horrible weather for <laughs> well, us. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. You know, speaking um, of great sketches, uh, the old SNL Chris Farley sketch when he plays El Nino, and he's like, I oh, yeah. am El Nino, which is Spanish for the Nino. <laughs> the Nino. He was, <laughs> I thought he was hilarious. Yeah. I haven't he thought about that. Funniest. Oh, Nicest family in the world, too, by the way. I Farley's. still love the sketch with him and Patrick Swayze as the Chippendales The dancer. dancers. Yeah. <laughs> always, yeah, 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 yeah. His and the Barney. figure skating one where he, oh, he was such oh. a graceful mover, yes. honestly. Yep. He would have been a fabulous professional dancer. I'm not kidding because he's got a lyrical quality to him. He's got great musicality. He could have had a whole other career. Just that whole thing where he says, and I won't go through the whole bit, but when he goes, I don't speak Japanese, yeah. was really When he's funny. on the game yeah. show. He's yeah. on the game He's on the show. Japanese game show and all these crazy things are happening. He's like, I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> yeah. He's so funny. It was very funny. He's just so the mad. best. He was just the best. Apparently that scene when he's the bus driver and Billy Madison, Adam Sandler Mm -hmm. was just talking about this like a month ago when he's he's like, are you kids calm down back there? And then like they throw a sandwich at him when they have the camera on him and he's his face is getting red and he's like, I will turn. I will jerk the wheel into the ditch. You sons of bitches. kids!" It's all improvised. He was just supposed to keep driving and like pick up the sandwich. But he did that instead. And that's the cut that made it into the movie. (laughs) So good. It totally made the scene. (laughs) So funny. He did a couple of turns up there at uh, Hazelden, didn't he? I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. Could you imagine, like as somebody who's been to rehab, like, it would have been amazing if we would have had Chris Farley just there. I know there's, like, a lot of tragedy, but there was just been so... That would have just been crazy. Yeah, you know, I, I'm not. I'm sure you probably wasn't supposed to tell me, but there was a friend, like an acquaintance of mine, who was there just during the same time as Robin Williams. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, I was like yeah. that must have been amazing. And he was like, mm, it's not the... I, I nope. think it's super sad. I, I didn't get the Robin that everybody got. I got no. super sad, depressed Robin, you yep. know? Yeah, yeah, I, I was going to say, it's probably really dark. Yeah. But I, I mean, and also you. his mental health was, he struggled with it his entire life. His whole life, yeah. that's true. Yep. One thing I, I will hold dear, I didn't get a ch- I wish it would have been recorded so I could listen to it, but a friend of mine was in the bin the same time Chris Farley was here. And they're going to lunch one day. They're walking around in their pajamas all the time, I guess. And he said Chris Farley walked up to him with a copy of the Star Tribune, the local newspaper. He looks and he goes, hey, Looks like your buddy Tommy's got his tit in the ringer again. 
That's real nice. I got myself into trouble. He thought that was hilarious. So that's kind of an, a badge of honor, knowing that Chris Farley thought it was funny mm -hmm. that I was in trouble yet again. Yeah. Yes, you got a Chris Farley story. Yeah, I, I, I didn't get to hear it. or I never met him. I don't know if I did meet him or not. Because I met him. He's got a, a few brothers, I know that. I've met most of them. His mm -hmm. brother Kevin tours a good as guy. a stand-up, yeah. He's a good guy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I, I've never nice met him, but yeah. He, in fact, he was just in town in like Apple Valley doing a show down there. Was he? Hmm. Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't call. Could have had him on. That would have been yeah. fun. But yeah, that whole family. Have you ever looked at the history of that family? It's a really solid family. It really is, the Farleys. Great documentary that just came yeah, out about right. him in the last right. year or so. Yep. Really good. Mm -hmm. But I mean, God, I wish we... Is, right now, as far as actors are concerned, and then as far as stand-up is concerned, is there any... Are there two people that are the best right now like there have been in the past? Because I don't think I could name them. As a comedian slash actor? Yeah, comedian, actor, and a, and a stand-up. A yeah. stand-up? Uh, you know, Bill Burr has become one of the best, yeah, not Bill only stand-ups, but his acting is really just top-notch. He did that movie with Pete Davidson, and when you see, when you see him on screen with Marissa Tomei and how the, they interact and his interactions, the way that he explodes, but then he also kind of has this caring side to him as well. His acting right now is just outstanding. Yeah, I, I yeah. guarantee that if you give that guy enough roles over the next probably five to ten years, he could probably end up with an Oscar nomination for like a, a Best Supporting Actor, for sure. You know what's amazing about him? He hates being interviewed. And I mean, hates it. Yeah. Oh, there is an interview of him destroying <laughs> a radio guy down in Atlanta. Destroying him. It's one of the funniest. He's like, look at you. He's like, you look like you roofy 10-year-olds. Look at you with your dumb ponytail and your bedazzled jeans. You suck. It's, it's live. It's happening. Who is it? Do you know who it is? The I can't guy? remember the guy's name. I'll have to look him up. But it was like, I remember because I got a job offer from that radio station, 92.9. I think it's called Rock 92.9. And I can I'll see if I can find it. But what? Bill, Where'd they come up with that name? I know, right? Yeah. But Bill Burr <laughs> lights this guy yeah. up. Oh, my and God. It is, oh, and it was one of those things where I'm like, we got to try to get Bill Burr on the air, man. That'd be great. And then I watched that video, nope. and I was like, you know what? I think we're good with Bill Burr. I think, I think we're, yeah. we're going to pass. Especially yeah. if it's some of the stations you've been on. Oh, my God. I could do the interview. Up. I'll do an interview as Bill Burr, because I interviewed him one time, and I could recreate that interview. So, Kristen, why don't you be me, and I'll be, I'll be Bill Burr. All right, so tell us about your latest project. No, I don't really want to talk about that. Um, how are you enjoying Minneapolis? Eh, I don't want to talk about that either. I mean, everything. He didn't want to talk about anything. Oh, no. <laughs> Does your stomach kind of panic when people do that or I no? No, I don't care you at You don't all. care. You'll, like, let the awkward silence sit there. He just does not like me. And maybe it's because of this guy that Rudy's talking about. Maybe the guy pissed him off so much he just doesn't want to do interviews anymore. I mean, I think... I think we all know that it has to be brutal for oh, your everyday radio person to jump on air with them. I mean, people are just, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or those guys putting up with radio people. I mean, it's got to be very, That's very different. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about the other way. You guys want to hear a little bit of this? I can play you, just you, you got a time? You got time, Kristen, to hear it? Yeah, I, I can't hear it, but I'll. She, yeah, she won't be able to hear it. I'll send her, oh, the, oh. I'll send her the clip so she knows what we're okay. talking okay. about. But yeah, here you go. Hey, this is Southside Steve, and this is Southside Steve TV, and this is Bill Burr. That's your question? <laughs> I'm just saying who you are. Oh, yeah, all right. I don't like, you're creeping me out with that big microphone and that country western shirt. <laughs> oh, no, this isn't country western. It's like, it's hip now to oh, wear this. Okay. This is my nightclub look. Yeah, okay. come on. All right. <laughs> oh, can you? Oh, I, this is, this is, I guess this is the internet, right? You just sort of just throw it out there? I just throw it out there. I figure you're a funny guy. Yeah, and yeah, I, throw and it I out there. I'll throw it out there, too. Well, here's the deal. Bill's a comedian. He's at the punchline. He's in town. And you're a funny guy. You've got these routines in your head. So I figure oh. I'll toss you a mic and you go. And I'm going to do stand-up in front of nine people in a radio station? No, I'm not doing that. Well, you're taking the fun out of Southside Steve TV. Yeah. Southside Steve TV. I mean, TV. this guy starts out, and he not only gives his brand name and then throws it out again. I'm Southside Steve with Southside Steve TV. Like, we get it. You how old really... is that? Rudy, how old is that? Do you know? I think his headphones are off. Yeah, it must be. Yeah. Good communication right there. Uh, uh, but that, <laughs> I, I'm wondering if, because I interviewed Bill Burr one time, and he, he was not like that, but he wasn't much better than that. I wonder if that just teed him up to just go after people 
whenever he had a chance. Yeah, I think because he just doesn't do the interviews anymore. I don't think I've haven't no. heard him interviewed it's on the radio in years. It's at least six years ago. Yeah, it was. This was a little while ago. Well, this really like kind of comes off the heels of the infamous Philadelphia incident. When Bill got up on stage, they booed, like, the Philadelphia crowd booed Dom Irera. How do you do that? Like, how, he's, like, the greatest, one of the greatest stand-up comedians Great of all guy. time. Great guy. And they booed him, and then Bill just went out there for 10 minutes and was like, your city sucks, you guys, all you do is you, you, know, you have this false idol in Rocky. He wasn't even a real person. You got a statue of a fake guy up on your stupid, your stupid city hall. You suck. Your Philly cheesesteaks, you suck. I hope you all die on the way home tonight. It's, it really is like, it really kind of, like, pushed him over the edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I could see that. Yeah. I don't know that I'd be all that happy with him if he said that about the Twin Cities. Isn't he the one who outed Bill Cosby no, in this generation, no, too? No, that was Hannibal Burris. Oh, Hannibal oh that's Burris. right. Right. Yeah. That's right. All right. So where the hell's my cat? She's right here. Hold yeah, on. Yeah, see? You didn't let me see her at all. There's my buddy. Hi, London. London. How you doing, pal? <laughs> she was in my lap most of it. She just started moving. I love that cat. She's so London. Sweet. London, I, stop flexing your muscles, London. I saw that. She's giving us she a likes flex. She just pulled her paws out. She, she does She's like to hold her paws out. All right, young lady, we'll have a magnificent day. We will talk to you tomorrow. Yes, and we will hold my Brit story for tomorrow. I I'll love it. The first thing. That Perfect. Works. It was a great segment. That's all I know. <laughs> Bye, Kristen. Thank you, my dear. Bye. We take a break. Be right back. A little Chris Eggert coming up next. Thank you to North American Banking Company for being such a great partner of the Tom Bernard Morning Show. I've been banking there for years, and I highly recommend you do the same. North American Banking Company is locally owned and operated, which means loan decisions are made here in the Twin Cities, not shipped out of state. This helps business owners solve problems, expand their business with confidence. They offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other banks, but with the unparalleled service of a community bank. When North American Banking Company first opened in 1998, they made a promise to deliver a better banking experience for their customers. Well, you know your banker. And they know you. Well, a lot has changed since 1998. This commitment to being a true community bank of the Twin Cities has not. There's no shortage of banking options in the Twin Cities. You know that, right? If you're tired of being just a number to your big national bank, be sure to check out my bank, North American Banking Company. I say my, I don't, you know, because I put my dough there. My, say, my $3 savings. Uh, be sure to check out North American Banking Company. Find them online at nabanco.com, nabanco.com, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. Hi, I'm Mike Bryant, and I'm driving my car safely and legally communicating on my phone. Minnesota law allows a driver to use their cell phone to make calls, text, listen to music or podcasts, and get directions by voice command or single-touch activation without holding your phone. Violations are very expensive. The National Safety Council reports that cell phone use while driving leads to 1.6 million crashes per year and nearly 400,000 injuries are caused by texting and driving. Not surprising, since four seconds with your eyes off the road is like driving the length of a football field blindfolded. And research shows that just two seconds increases the risk of an accident up to 24 times. Texting may only take a second, but it can end your life or ruin it forever. Please, Drive safely and stay alive. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you. Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did, and tell him his, hmm, his guy, Tom, sent you.
Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. We've been hearing about the new technology offered at Twin Cities Premier Health for the treatment of ED. This is one of those topics that can get uncomfortable to talk about, but the truth is, if new technology can improve your life by treating the root cause of most erectile dysfunction, why wouldn't we want to talk about it? Look, I've been going there for, I think I'm on my sixth treatment this week. Things go very well. It takes about 10, 15 minutes. Not a big deal at all. It's a non-invasive, non-surgical, highly effective science-based procedure that creates an increase in blood flow and helps create a new blood vessels by treating the root cause of most erectile dysfunction. If, like so many of my listeners, you aren't interested in continuing to take a pill to create a pharmaceutically induced erection and wipe all the spontaneity out, Reach to the Twin Cities Premier Health like I did and right now receive this special offer. A free treatment and a free consultation when you book today. This is valued at $800, 952-395-4346. That's my unique phone number, 952-395-4346 for their office. Or go to TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com. Be sure to tell them Tom Bernard sent you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back. A little weather action, partly to mostly sunny today with an isolated PM thunderstorm possible, a high of 90. It's going to be muggy, too. An early isolated thunderstorm possible tonight, otherwise warm and muggy. Yeah, there's your muggy. Although it's 70, then tomorrow hot and humid, mostly sunny with a high of 92. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday looking good, though. Partial sunshine, not as humid, with a high of 85 on Friday, 83 on Saturday, and 78 for the high. Maybe a passing shower on Saturday and Sunday. We'll see. That might not happen at all, though. So currently it is sunny and 74 degrees. Sunny and 74, now 90 and pretty muggy later on today. News brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh for your full, your free 48-minute financial evaluation. What do you think of that? And now, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the lovely and talented Chris Eggert. Thank you. Lovely and talented, I say. Uh, you know, I get that a lot, Tom. I know. It's nonstop. Right, right. So it's, it's compliment after compliment. I wish I had a cat here to really impress you guys. Ah. That would actually. If we had a studio cat London. at Hubbard, that would be amazing. Wouldn't that be fun? <gasps> I would. London. I, I'm surprised you're down with this plan. Well, I, I, I like cats. What? Yeah. What a twist. Why? I what? don't think I would have saw that coming. If really? I if I was a betting woman and you were to say a thousand dollars is Chris like cats, I'd say no. Oh my god, we have well not cats. We have one cat, but I've got two dogs. And at one point, it was like one cat, two dogs, one bearded dragon, three hamsters, seventeen. <laughs> there kids. you go. It was, yeah, it was the whole bit. Having children. Yeah, you know you'll you'll be there, Brittany. You'll be there. You'll um, have all. I am the child. I have been manifesting a cat for almost a year now. Um, what's your cat's name? Uh, Milky. 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 <laughs> the, my Milky. daughter, that cat's like probably 12 years old, 11 years old. Um, my daughter named her after the cat on Curious George, which is actually called Gnocchi. Like Milky. the pasta, yeah. Gnocchi. But she was so little, she didn't know what the difference was, so she named her Milky. Where does oh. Milky sleep at night? What, wherever Milky wants. That's, that's that's what I thought. Yep. Yeah. You guys there got a cat, go. Tom? <clears throat> no, we don't. We just got Jude right now, and he's 11 years old. So we'll see how they go. My favorite pet story, though, we had two uh, two little dogs, Cassie and Nipsey Russell. They were Jack <laughs> Russell name. Terriers. Cassie Russell and Nipsey Russell. 
And Alex at the time was about 11, maybe 12 years old. Mom and dad, could I get a couple of parakeets? We're like, what? <laughs> said, can I get a couple of parakeets? He said, what do you want a couple? Well, so they wouldn't be lonely when we're not at home. They could hang out with each other. I'm like, whatever. Catherine and I went and got the birdcage, got a couple of parakeets. Lasted one day when Nipsey Russell went in there, tipped over the cage, crushed it, and ate the birds. Ooh. <laughs> like, okay. One that day, was, huh? One day they lasted. And wow. I'm glad we got that out of there before Alex got home. I will tell you that. That would not have gone over very well. Oh, you, you should have tried to tape the head back on, like on... Uh... Pretty bird. <laughs> <Exactly>. Pretty bird. <laughs> oh, you know what happened, Alex? While you were at school, the birds decided to move out to their own house. Yeah, That's... yeah. <laughs> I, oh. I tried to replace a fish once that something happened to the fish. And uh, it was my daughter was really young and I knew she's going to be upset. So I don't know if we were out of town or what, but I, I, or she was gone and I like snuck out to try to get a fish and put a replacement fish in oh, there. Oh, yeah. She, she figured it out right away. It does happen. One more very, very quick one because I grew up in a city. I don't know anything about this kind of stuff. But in the backyard, we had built all this stuff in our backyard out in Dayton when we lived on the farm. And Catherine had this little pond with a waterfall down into another little pond. And I thought, oh, this would be cool. So I didn't talk to Catherine about it, which I should have. I uh, went out and bought like 25 little fish to put in the pond, one on top and one on the bottom. So the yep. little fish would be swimming around. It would be just, so I put them in there and Catherine gets home. They were in there probably about seven, eight hours by the time that Catherine got home. And I take her on, I want to show you something. She goes, what the hell did you do that for? No fish, four snakes in the pond. Oh. <laughs> The snakes ate every one of the fish. Why are so many of your kids' childhood stories are involving snakes? Because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. That's the problem. Uh, I, Alex told me about that you put an in-ground trampoline. Yeah. You're like, you know what? Well, you don't need a trampoline stand. Let's just put it in-ground. This will be really cool, which just sounds awesome, right? Like just the ground st trampoline starts. That's awesome. And then all of a sudden she said, yeah, well, it became the perfect snake pit. It was. Because Plural. The, many oh. snakes. Oh. Well, you know the black netting that, that are, that's on trampolines? Yeah. The black netting makes what's under it very hot in the sunshine. So that's why the snakes love to go in there because so, it was so damn hot <laughs> Could in you that pit. Jumping on that trampoline would be the t most terrifying thing in the world. <laughs> snakes Do everywhere. <laughs> I'm a city boy, you can tell, can't you? Yeah, well, you're trying. Nah, <clears throat> eh, what the hell. I try my best. That's exactly right. So any big news this morning we should know about, Pally? Oh, all kinds of stuff going on, but... Um... Any good stuff? <laughs> <laughs> he just laughs. No, Tom, there is nothing good going on. Uh, well, first of all, I guess it's good news the Mega Millions didn't. There wasn't a winner last really? night. Really? No. Again. So it's like 30 drawings of Mega Millions without a winner which is crazy. It's like well over a, what? Well over a billion dollars now, which is insane. Like you could almost build U.S. Bank Stadium with the amount of money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah almost. You could almost, almost get it built. Almost. Yeah, I mean, so quite. taxation in the state of Minnesota on that would be a total federal and state income tax would be about, what, 45%? Oh, my God. I would, I would get it. I would guess it would be close to that. It, it would have to be, I would it's think. one and a quarter billion <laughs> Let me look. Oh and my see. God! It's one and a quarter billion. Yeah, That's one and a money. quarter billion. Um, fourth largest in uh, in history of Mega Millions. So, yeah, you could buy U.S. banks or something like it, or you could finish Southwest Light Rail with that money. Yeah, you know, Eden Prairie. There we go. Manifesting that too. I'm doing a lot of work <laughs> on my side over here. Manifesting a cat in that light rail. Um, what a, we got a little more details. We we talked about that um, state trooper shooting that happened on Interstate yes, 94 right. a couple of nights ago. Yep. Uh, they showed a lot of the video yesterday. The state patrol put the video out there. Um, the family was uh, organizing last night. I think there's still, I don't know, did you guys get a chance to see the video by any chance? I watched yeah. a little bit this morning. It's, yeah. it's just hard to watch. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, and I, I think they don't know yet, or they're not saying yet, whether he was armed. I think that's a big question that's still sort of um, floating out there that 
And, uh, you know, uh, it also sounds like the, it doesn't sound like his, his family believes it was made perfectly clear to him by the troopers who were pulling him over what, why they wanted him to get out of the car or what they were, what they had stopped him for. So I think there's a little bit of, a lot of a question actually about, about that process when they actually had him pulled over. So, uh, again, I think we'll just kind of see as information trickles out on that, but that was obviously a big story again today. I so. thought, I thought they said he was driving like over a hundred miles an hour. Uh, I, but I think the question was if he had a warrant out for him, which right. it sounded like he did. Yes. Um, if when they said they'd pulled him over, if, if they needed to tell him exactly why, what, what warrant it was, or if he yeah. didn't know, I don't know. There's a lot of, lot of gray area on it for sure. Um, so I think, again, I think that'll sort of be playing out over the next couple weeks. Well, I have a question for you. If he had a weapon, it'd be in the car because he's dead, right? Yeah, but they're not, if there was one, they're not saying. Oh, they're not saying yet. That's what I'm, yeah. And I'm not implying that there was or was not. It's just not known at this point. So I think that'll be, that'll be a big question. So um, what else did we have? Oh, well, the, the marijuana sales, obviously it was like the first full day. We had a, we had a crew up at Red Lake. Yeah. Uh, and the reservation because they they've actually got a legal dispensary. Right. I was yeah. kind of thinking there wouldn't be a lot of people there. There were a ton of people there. <laughs> Was there? Yeah, like lined up, lined up down the down the block. And I was, I don't know, maybe I'm naive. I, I guess I just thought if because it's my understanding that what you're buying up there, although legal, was fairly overpriced. Oh, was it really? for what one would pay for it through one's regular routes of getting it. Aren't they, they're doing that at the reservations here too. Are they not eventually? I mean, they might, I don't know. They just, the the Red Lake one already had the setup and the infrastructure there to be able to do it. And because they're on federal land, they don't have to go through the state of Minnesota's process for Mm -hmm. sort of, um, governance on that so i was very surprised but i i guess it was my impression if a if a guy was already or a gal was already using marijuana you could probably get it cheaper from where you were normally getting it yeah 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 but um yeah so anyway i was, I was very surprised about that so you could get you could get edibles and all that stuff five milligrams but you could buy a bag of 10 and have 50 milligrams of you could been been able to buy that in minneapolis forever Many, many, a couple of years anyway. Over the last year they did, there was a, um, what do they call it? Delta nine. Is that that what it's called? Exactly. Yeah. So they changed the state law last year so that it, for sure, if people are using edibles or, or that kind of thing, that was already out there or is out there. Yep. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll see how that goes. I know, like, I, I think I told you guys, I was out in Seattle when they legalized or in Washington when they legalized and it's, it's a, it's a it's a whole thing, and it's a real big boomer bust industry too. Oh, um, really? I had a, yeah, I had a friend who, um, how, how would I say, it? she was into the green, and um, she got a job at one of these big dispensaries. And when it was like boom time for them, they were like just minting money, and it was like every other day she was posting pictures on her Facebook page, like, "Look, Snoop Dogg's here. Look, it's Willie Nelson." <laughs> like all these like. Uh, Seth Rogan's, you know, all these like big, you know, marijuana advocates and they seem to be doing very well, but then I don't, I don't know that they sustained it. And I I think I was under the impression that that particular place closed. So it's a, it's a complicated business because of the way the rules are set up and how they can handle and deal with the money. So that that's going to be because it's, while it might be uh, legal, it's also illegal federally. So if you've right. got money and you can't really put it in the bank and, you know, so it, it's very complicated. No, that is true. Now, we're talking about the weed itself, right? Because the other stuff, yeah. I suppose the little tinctures, they don't, I don't know, do they sell the tinctures, tinctures along with the, the edibles or... I don't know. I've never bought it, so I don't it, know if they sell it. Yeah, anymore. you can get those at like a tobacco shop. There's even oh, gas okay. stations that sell some of them now. Right. But yeah. that's the tinctures as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't because I've never done them. Well, I shouldn't say I've never done it, but it's not my deal. 
I find tincture to be a very weird word. Same. Tincture yeah. is, yes. Like, it's not going to work. The item will not work if it's a tincture. It just it seems like, <laughs> we, yeah. We had some friends several years ago. They're like, oh, let's go out, blah, 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 blah. We went to some restaurant. And they're like, oh, do you want to get a tincture? Like, I was like, what? I, I'm such a rube. I was like, what? <clears throat> I would say this again for our younger (laughs) listeners. Do not smoke weed. It is not good for you. Not because of the weed, because of the smoke. Don't smoke that crap. It's bad for you. Get the tinctures, get the the edibles, get whatever you can. But inhaling smoke is not a good idea. Yeah, you heard it here first, kids. Yeah, kids. Damn I'd it. also like to be clear the tincture that our friend was getting was it didn't have anything in it. It was just flavor. Mm-hmm. Oh really? Like, what? Yeah, like what? My, yeah, you put some drops of lemon elderberry tincture yeah, or something. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. Like, what? My nanny yeah. mom used to have a bunch of those and would be like, Oh, do you want a little lemon in your water? I'm like, No, I don't don't want that little eyedropper. Oh yeah. I don't want to look like I'm getting like purposely roofied right now. <laughs> We, uh, hey guys, uh, hey, I guess who's Oh guess. my hey! god, look who's back. Finally, he's trying to block you out. He's trying to block you out. Where have you been, sister? I know where you've been, but I'm asking where you've been anyway. Yes, I've been having a baby, hey. I, and so I had a little baby, baby Brady. He was born on May 10th. Oh, I thought, so I thought his full name was Tom Brady. Tom Brady, okay. Ken Barlow is the biggest Tom Brady fan, and I was joking. I'm like that's, and he had a Brady mug that I kept walking by every day before I had Brady. I'm like, that's his name. No one knows it, but yeah, that's wonderful. He's, he's our little peanut. Yeah. Isn't it the greatest? I, I I will tell you the first time. This is your first baby. Yes, my first. Okay, because I remember when, and you know, because Andy was born first. One, the fact that it was a boy or a girl, whatever. But that first time you hold your babies in your arms, it's just a different world, isn't it? Yes, yes. I, 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 I want ten more. Like, can I have this feeling? Of <laughs> wow, you're a better person than me. We're just gonna let's take one at a time. We should talk off camera. Yeah. Oh. Hannah, well. I, I tell you what. At this point, let's see. You're what? Two months, three months out here. Is, yeah, three months. That is impressive. That you want ten more. I, I, would, I have a one year old. And at that point, I was like, what do, no, but congratulations. I've seen, Brady is so cute. It's just amazing. Oh, it is the best. It is true. You know, there were, there are hard moments for sure, but it's just so rewarding too. He's, he's so sweet. So yeah, any, any parenting advice? I've been leaning on Chris too. And he was like, oh, great idea. No. And he was right. Yeah. It's like exhaustion is a whole new level. Yeah, I would say is uh, I wish I would have trained my husband better to just clean things constantly because that's oh, like you're uh-huh. the number one person to like yeah. feed the baby and all that stuff. Sure. All you need them to do constantly is just wash things, clean things. Con- clean. Yeah, like I don't need you to pretend to hold the kid. I'm I'm yes. fine. Just yes, do the do the yeah do the dirty work. It's only one more little person, but like laundry and dishes oh are my. like times 20 yeah. now. I, I'm like, it's so crazy. It's insane. I, yeah, that's, congratulations. You look like a million bucks. And I, oh, you do, you. yeah. yeah. You do. Oh, thank you, guys. You're killing thank it in the game. Thank you so much. I'm thank telling you, you, though, do not follow Uncle Tom's lead on this deal because our first baby, I went off. I know this is hard to believe, but I went off the deep end. Shocking. I was like, we're going to have to get 10-foot fencing around the house, then put a gun <laughs> turret on top of the house. We need a moat and alligators. We need a moat. Honest to God. I got yes. very protective of that little baby, I'll yeah. tell you that. Yes. Like, Whoa. Oh, my yes, That's, it's the that. greatest thing that could ever happen. I know some people don't give a rat's ass about that, but I'm one of those, man, when you hold your own baby, that's nothing like it. Yep. Yes. Oh, there's yeah, no other feeling in the world. Oh, thank you guys. Well, I'll stop by again soon. I just have to get some water. Yeah, I'll, I'll come by soon. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> come here for you, traffic <laughs> Producers are yelling upstairs right now. Where's Hannah? No, we love her. We get her longer. Oh, what a sweetheart. Very cool. Yeah, great. It was nice to have her back. Very nice. It is so nice to hear people talking about because uh, that's one thing I will tell you. In the last few generations, that changed. A few generations ago, kids were not treated very well. There's no question about that. And I think as we go along, there's a better and more clear understanding of, look, man, you were the luckiest some bitch on earth. You have a, have a healthy baby, man. That's that's huge, right? Yeah, it's yeah. God. Be nice to her, Chris, because I'll tell you what. The first time I came back for, I know you will be, but like 
just be extra nice because when I first, the first week I left my baby, I could have cried on a dime. Oh God, yes. Because you just thought oh, about oh, yeah. them constantly. Oh. My sister Vicky though picks on me all the time because I was, like I said, when I was born, I was 20, 23 inches long and weighed 11 pounds, right? <laughs> <clears throat> I was a very large baby. Natural childbirth too, by the way. Which is interesting, but my sister always used to make fun of me. She got, my God, when you were born, it was the weirdest thing because it was so nice and quiet, and all of a sudden this gigantic baby shows up, and you cried like this, wah! It's like, oh, really? So like a dragon? Was a, was a dragon cry? Is that what we're talking about? You had the pipes as a baby. I love it. Wow, that's a big baby. Although, I had a friend, Mark Merrill, when he was born, he was like 13 pounds, 4 ounces. Holy crap. That's a big baby. The biggest baby ever born, you know how much it weighed? You guys know this, don't you? We looked it up. But we there looked was, it up. The stats make me sad because they're always like living or not. Yeah, I'm like, I can't. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly they live about, what, a couple of days? I don't know, but yeah, that's... 28 pounds. Yeah, which that baby, oh, I think that baby God. had passed away. But yeah, there was did, one that yeah. was a little less than that, like 25 or something yep. that lived. Yeah. Jesus. Holy crap. Gonna eat you out of house at home for Christ's sake. Jeez Louise. That was great to see her again. Tell her tell her that. Honest to God. I she's I've never even met her in person. I I told her this morning when we were in the studio, I'm like, oh, you're gonna have to try to swing by if you can. She's like, oh, I will. (laughs) I just wanna like bring her a bunch of things that she already has. Like, does she need to swing? I just wanna like drop a bunch of things off the stage. That's a whole other thing. I got about 17,000 plastic bins full of X, Y, and Z. I know. Okay. There you go. Fine, I'll think of something for an older kiddo. See, like today, I'm all excited because I do this. I do the family podcast, and I got a thing that I have to do at noon. And this afternoon, we're taking the little kids to the pool and then have dinner. Oh, fun. I cannot wait to watch them swimming around. They love going in a swimming pool. Just love it. Isn't that we great? We used to swim all the time oh, with yeah. the kids. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Uh, I can't talk about this stuff. I'm taking a kid to college on Saturday. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, and my daughter started driving last week. Like, I'm, I'm a freaking mess, man. Yeah, but your son's going right down the street, isn't he? Doesn't matter. Still leaving the house. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Wait a minute. It changes everything. You're so right. Where's he going? Minnesota School of Business? Uh, he's going to St. Thomas School of Business. Oh, is he? That's where Andy went until yeah. I kicked him out. But anyway, yeah. moving forward. Yeah, yeah, we're still, yeah, Hannah's like talking about her little baby, and I'm like, oh. I know. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Over there, because Alex went to St. Kate's, and Andy for a year went to St. Thomas. And one thing about that area over there, you can, you, there's some good place to eat. Sandwich shops over in that area. Oh, Forget for sure. about it. What's the one again? Meat is murder. Tasty, tasty murder. Tasty, What's, tasty murder. Yeah. What's the name of that place again? I forget. Again? Oh, it's phenomenal. Cecil's is the right Nook. there too. Oh, the yeah, Nook is right the there. Nook, yeah. There's yeah. one Cecil's more thing Chris amazing. has to pay for: kid sandwiches. Oh yeah. Like, Great, thanks, bud. Oh yeah. <laughs> It'll be perfect, Chris. You'll get. You'll be done with work and be able to go have like like a brunch kind of lunch with him. Yeah, I'm sure he'll always be willing. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I don't want to talk about it. Fine. Meat is murder. I'll bring Go-Go over and then you can remember that it's actually (laughs) hell right now. (laughs) That is tough, though. I mean, like I said, I, well, that day when we took them, because they started school the same day, we were at the time living in Golden Valley. So we drove them over and, you know, moved them in and all the rest of it. And I was pretty weepy on the way home. And Catherine said, what is the problem? I said, the kid's moving off to college. She goes, they're six miles away, for Christ's sake. <laughs> yeah, I said, yeah, I, I know. I mean, Rudy's right in that regard. I mean, geographically, knowing they're close, yep. that feels a little bit, Yep. you know, but, yep. Well, so you look like you're in a really good mood about that. <laughs> well, it's It'll been be a, great. It'll week. be fine. Oh, yeah, you got to go, I, man. You got to get going uh, here. You do. I do got to go. Well, good to see you guys. All right, Chris. Hell of a report today, man. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Chris Egger, Channel 5 Eyewitness News, brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh for your free 48-minute financial evaluation. We'll take a break. Be right back. Very special guest coming up next. UFOs, Brittany. UFOs. Yes. 
This Tommy B for our buddies at Niemeyer Trailer Sales. They've been a part of Minnesota since 1965. They are a family. If you want to take your passion on the road and make memories camping wherever you want, no motors but pull trailer RVs, go to Niemeyer Trailer Sales. Father Jim Sr. started the business, and the brother and sister team, Tim and Lisa, handle Albertville with Jim Jr. at the helm in Elko New Market. They're the best name in non-motorized RVs with great deals on the best brands like Rockwood and Northwood. Niemeyer Trailer Sales truly outservices their competition with personable employees, often sons and daughters of this third-generation family-owned business. They simply do what they say they will do every time because their name is on the building. That's why. And with a huge selection of RV services pros, you will leave satisfied no matter what you are looking for. Niemeyer takes care of every memory maker, I mean customers, that come in. Their Albertville or Elko Newmarket location. Head to N-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R-S dot com. Put your passion on the road. Niemeyer Trailer Sales. I'm here talking with my friends Michael Bilski and Brad Huckle of North American Banking Company. Guys, it seems like banking has changed quite a bit since you first opened your doors in 1998. Yes and no. In 98, we didn't have online and mobile banking like we do today. Many banking processes have also changed. One thing that hasn't changed is we still provide a true community bank experience right here in the Twin Cities. Our team takes the time to get to know our customers and their goals. This creates a relationship that is unique in banking today and one our customers appreciate. It's why we like to say we provide a better banking experience. You're absolutely right, Brad. I've been a customer for a long time. The service your team provides is phenomenal. Thanks, Tommy. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Do you know the secret to losing up to one pound of fat every day? Hi, I'm Dr. Adam Schatzko with MNFatLoss.com, and I know the secret. Our unique weight loss program makes it easy to lose weight, get healthy, and get your energy back naturally, safely, and effectively. If you'd like to lose unhealthy fat without counting points, no exercising, no prepackaged meals, no surgery, and no hypnosis, go online to mnfatloss.com. If you're interested in losing weight, I highly recommend the MN Fat Loss Program. I started the program earlier this year. I've lost 28 pounds. Honestly, it's been easy. I don't have to exercise. I eat delicious real food, and I'm not hungry. I recommend the program to anyone wanting to lose weight. Many patients lose 20 to 30 pounds in about a month or two. For your free private weight loss consultation, call 763-312-7600 or schedule online at mnfatloss.com. That's mnfatloss.com. Dr. Adam Schatzko, D.C. Results may vary. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Just checked the uh, Minnesota Twins did end up. I had to go to bed uh, a little earlier last night, so I stopped watching the game. In the seventh inning, Twins were up. Uh, Twins ended up winning the game. Uh, St. Louis did score a run in the bottom of the ninth, tried to get it close, but the Twins uh, ended up winning 3-2 to two last night to beat the Cardinals. Cardinals are a terrible baseball team. We'll talk about that more, of course, with score North Judd Zolgad. Tevin Pittman will be in studio, all the rest of us. But, yeah, it's nice to see. It's just one of those years I, you're going to have to go game by game because this team is not very good. Um, what time did the game start at? 6.45. And it still was going that long? No, I, I just I, I stopped watching after the 7 Seventh or eighth inning, I think going into the eighth inning because I wanted to just hang out with Catherine for oh, okay. an hour or so before I went to kind bed. Kind of do like a bedtime routine-esque. Kind of, yeah, something like that. But it's just, um, it's really hard for me to do that. I, they, I watch the team and I, I love the Twins, but it's so painful because I know they're just not going to end up going anywhere because they're just, I thought there were a lot, when this season started, I thought they were pretty damn good. I really did. Yeah, remember when we had their worst season ever? They had like a record amount of games they lost. Mm -hmm. And then the next year they came back and we thought for two seconds they were going to go somewhere with it. And that was an exciting year, even for me. I'm not like, but I like watching the Twins in person. I really like going to the games. Um, It just feels like that excitement, man, we haven't had that in so long. We have not. I mean, your Minnesota Vikings haven't been to a Super Bowl since 1977. Oh, back then when I was <laughs> super not alive? Exactly. Oh, cool. 1991 for uh, your twins. I'll have to trust you on all that because yeah. I was super in the know back then. 
Well, you were born in 1991. You were two years old. I was 86, so I was I was Andy's five years old. Oh, you were five. Then. Five years had my fingers on the pulse <clears> of you, the twins. Though that baseball pulse, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, no question. Are that lack thereof in that case? Yeah, there's not a lot of pulse to that team. No, no. question about it. But you know, I just I still love watching them. I know they're not going anywhere. I, I, you you never know. It's things can get weird. Or I don't know what the hell to tell you. Yeah. But it all works out in the end, I guess. Have you guys taken Sage to a game? I know. I know. Uh, I don't been. think. No, they have not yet. Okay. No, maybe Sage has. I think Sage has been. Yeah, I think. I think he has now. Ron's ready to go. Ron is ready to go. Ladies and gentlemen, UFO expert Ron James. Ron, I missed you the whole four days since I talked to you last. <laughs> That's been uh, awesome. I missed you too. Oh, Ron, you're the best. UFO expert Ron James. I know we only got about eight minutes with you, so I got to get to that. James is a filmmaker, on-camera personality, writer, editor, researcher, content creator, and entrepreneur, trying to just make us all look bad. That's all you're doing, Ron. Uh, his new documentary, Accidental Truth, UFO Revelations, narrated by Matthew Modine, has won 17 film festival awards. And I will shut up, Ron, because I know we only have about seven or eight minutes with you because you're a popular interview, but... Tell the people all about it. a great interview you did with the family on the family podcast uh, last week. That was terrific. Thank you. Yeah, you know, um, the UFO topic is coming to the mainstream more and more. And mm -hmm. people like David Grush that have just testified in front of members of Congress telling a story about how we have uh, actually materials recovered, craft recovered, possible biologics. I'm here to tell you that I've been working on this for a very long time. And I'm the media relations director for the Mutual UFO Network. And it is all true. Yeah, I mean, it seems to be. Ron, are we so afraid to talk about this? Because obviously, if they're here, they're much further developed than we are. Uh, we couldn't compete, I believe, on any level with them. Is that the problem here? Well, that might be part of the problem, is that we are powerless against whatever their technology is. But, right. you know, the fact of the matter is, so far, so good. Um, we're yeah. still here. They haven't annihilated us or, or taken us over. Uh, I think that the bigger problem that we're dealing with is not so much acknowledging that they exist, but the individual uh, human power centers have incorporated this knowledge, and in some cases this technology, uh, to maintain power and, and to feed greed. And so, we're, you know, for instance, if there was a a power source where, where you could just put something in your garage and it would power your house, uh, that would change the entire paradigm on planet Earth. And the people in power who have the ability to suppress this would have every reason to do so. So that's just one example of why this has been a secret and why, uh, you know, the powers that be uh, are interested in maintaining the status quo instead of telling humanity the truth. Do you think part of that, and Ron, you and I talked about this before, I think, um, was Orson Welles and what he did with War of the Worlds, that so many people were terrified because they were convinced that he was not lying, that they actually were invading. Uh, as you just pointed out, Ron, we couldn't stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with them on any front. So, I mean, that was a long, long time ago. Uh, do people, I suppose they do retain that fear of anything like that. Uh, most people a little uncomfortable with this, I assume? Well, you know, you hit the nail right on the head in that it's the context of this information that really would make the difference in how people react. Right. It, it, there's, there's a lot of people that say, oh, well, we're ready for the truth. But what is the truth? If it's an Orson Welles kind of truth where, you know, these beings are here and they're dangerous and, and it's only a matter of time till our demise, well, that's going to create a whole different reaction than hey, we're not alone in the universe. There's other beings in our, even in our space, even interacting with us, but they're not a threat. It's two different contexts. And so, yes, the Robertson panel was convened to look at this topic because, believe it or not, this whole UFO thing be, becoming very big in the mainstream, this is not the first time it's happened. It, it's happened a couple of times through history, and it's bubbled up into a big thing. It was national news, tons of books, tons of TV shows. And then all of a sudden, it kind of gets stomped back down. But um, the, the whole idea that, uh, that we're going to panic or uh, that we're not ready, the times are changing. And uh, humanity deserves this knowledge. 
I might dare say it needs it at this point. Ron, is it true that there, we're talking to Ron James, UFO expert, about his new documentary, Accidental Truth, UFO Revelations. Uh, from what I understand, and we were never told about this, I guess, or whatever, but they have been visiting us for thousands of years, this planet, I mean by us. They've been visiting this planet for thousands of years, have they not? It appears that that is the case. There's yeah. plenty of evidence for some sort of non-human intelligence having a fingerprint on the history of humanity. There, There is a case for that, absolutely. So I'm hoping that I'm not part alien. That wouldn't... I don't know if I'd be comfortable with that, Ron. I got to be. They didn't leave any kids behind, did they? Well, you know, there's a lot of people that think that maybe they did. Yeah, that maybe we are some sort <laughs> of genetically uh, engineered uh, species in our, in and of ourselves. Uh, you know, there's a big gap in the uh, in the evolutionary path. We have Neanderthals, yep. we have all these different types of pre-humans, and then all of a sudden we have Homo sapiens sapiens. And and for some reason, there's, they haven't really been able to find the links and the connections. And there's stories that were pulled from the most ancient writings of humanity that tell stories of an extraterrestrial species mm-hmm. that came here and interacted with humanity and actually helped to uh, refine our DNA. So the mystery deepens. But the biggest, the biggest thing is, are we alone in the universe? Absolutely not. Is there a non-human intelligence uh, interacting with humanity or at least being in, in our same sphere? Uh, it appears that that is true. Isn't it's, that... a, it's an amazing day for humanity. Ron, how long have you been studying this topic? I was hired. I, I own a production company. I do music videos and all kinds mm, of stuff. Right. I was hired back in 2008 to videotape a UFO conference. And at, backstage, I got to know a lot of the people, and I realized these were not people with tinfoil hats. They weren't people with extreme <laughs> views or crazy. Right. They were people who were dedicated to getting to a truth. And that we're dealing with the biggest deception ever put on humanity. And when I realized that that was actually the case, that's when I got hooked. It is so amazing. You do such a great job. Again, Accidental Truth UFO Revelations, narrated by Matthew Modine. Good choice there. Matthew Modine's a hell of a narrator. Matthew Modine was a was a godsend to this project, and he's been so supportive of it. When the film was done, he was like, my gosh, I, I, I love what you've done, and, and I believe in it. And he's been, until the actor strike, he's been just completely uh, just a, an ally and a friend. That's wonderful to hear. Come back more often, Ron. I, I, like I said, I had a great time with the family talking to you last week. Another great time today. But come back uh, more often, would you please, Mr. James? Anytime there's something that develops on the, on the mainstream news and you guys want to bring me in, chances are I'm on top of it or I might have even been partially responsible for it. I understand. UFO expert Ron James, thank you, sir. Thank you. Have a good day. Very, very nice guy. Very smart guy. Does that make you at all nervous about, like... Um, what, having Tevin in the room? Yes. Well, yeah, having makes Tevin. Makes me very nervous. I immediately clutched for my purse. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Typical. But uh, does that make you nervous thinking about that? Because sometimes I get this, like, I want to avoid talking about alien stuff because I'm, like, there's a nervousness about it. Oh, I understand that because they literally could wipe us out immediately. Man, I have such. I, I know, and I don't ever want to call anybody who's like an expert like that. I don't want to say that they're lying. Yeah. I know that he believes exactly everything he says, but I have such a hard time believing any of this until you can see it with your own two eyes. That's mm-hmm. when I go, because you know there was that movie called Signs, and when that alien steps out into the alleyway. And you can see that the fear that people had, I'm like, okay, that's what I need to be able to make me go, you mm-hmm. know what, there are people that are coming from other planets into our solar system. I just, I have such a hard time. I, I love it. I'm fascinated by it. But man, I'm so skeptical of it. I guess there is proof they've been coming for thousands of years. That's I've never seen it, obviously, but I've heard about that for a long time. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app. And anytime, on demand, wherever you get your podcasts.